Okay. Hey, everyone. Hey, all you cool bears and bear cubs. Um, I believe it is week eight, which means it is episode seven of Sour Grapes with Amy and Etta. As always, I'm Amy and... I'm Etta. She is Etta. And so it's Sunday night after the Baylor-Texas game. Etta, I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning thinking we would maybe talk about a stagnant offense, thinking maybe we would talk about the decision to punt on our own 30-yard line or tech or tech Texas's. Yeah. Yeah. We were 70 anyway, yards away. So it uh some other stuff has happened tonight. It appears that we might have the first like fractures of the Dave Aranda era. Yeah. As yeah, as of this time of recording, there is speculation out there that John Lovett and Tristan Ebner will be opting out of the rest of the season. Etta, what were you doing tonight when this fun news broke uh, into our consciousness? I was sautéing shrimp, and Amy texted me and said, you need to go check the news. And I did, and I burned a couple shrimp while I was while I was checking. I love being the bearer of good news. Yeah, it happens a lot. It's awesome. So um, there is a lot to talk about, and I don't know how much of it is going to be sour grapes and making fun of other people. And, and how it much seems of it like is we just might a our bomb own... to our plans uh-huh. for the evening. So right, I I'm very happy that we have this opportunity to kind of talk through it because I think that probably the sentiments that we will express tonight will be. Uh, a reflection of probably what a lot of the Baylor fan base is feeling right now. So, as always, this is our therapy hour. It's like Delilah. That's why we're paying the big bucks. Wine. Right, <laughs> right. Thank God for. And we have both like um, abandoned all pretenses and just freaking brought our bottles into the recording rooms with us so that we can uh, yeah. top her off. Just Whenever in case. the need arises. Yeah. So anyway, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a Beaujolais Viage tonight. So it was the red that I had the most of. That works. Um, so. I thought very seriously about just doing a freaking hard seltzer today because I felt like after yesterday's game, that was about all I deserved. It was a... Bland performance down in Austin, but then the news broke that maybe the team is falling apart. So I'm doing a Zinfandel and also eating some spicy Mediterranean food. Sounds fantastic. So I don't know. How do we approach this tonight? I'm not sure. Start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Um... (laughs) So we lost to Texas yesterday, and we looked really bad while doing it for most of the game. We started to show some life there at the end. So I have I have thoughts on that, 
but I'll save those for a minute. To you, the most egregious aspect of yesterday's game. I just, I feel like there was just a lack of gumption. Uh Uh-huh. It was just, I feel like my dad would call it the gutless wonder. Where, like, why were we playing it safe? We were already losing. You might as well go for it. I'm very afraid that the football staff has not been listening to our podcast this whole time and has not really um, like we clearly why why haven't they adhered to our motto it is 2020 everything is made up and meaningless it's time for us to just mail them a mixtape of our podcast I'm I'm just going to start like spamming all of their mentions with a link to tomorrow's podcast, today's podcast, I guess, if you're listening to it right now. Because, yeah, I agree. It is a... So I think that probably what we both have in mind right now is the decision to punt. Yeah. Which netted us a grand total of 10 yards because we did it from the 30-yard line on 4th and 12, I believe. Those were the numbers that we were dealing with. Um, and I just think it is a, it says a couple of things. Number one, it says that you have absolutely no confidence in our offense to move the ball at all. Number two, it kind of says that you have no confidence in our kicker, John Mayers. And I think that either of those options, like neither, neither option is great. And I think that what we are seeing tonight with the news of Lovett and Ebner just kind of underscores what I thought. Because I literally wrote on my paper this morning while I was kind of like organizing my thoughts. Are we in trouble? And not in trouble because we aren't necessarily a great football team right now. But are we in trouble because of the message that we are projecting to the players in the locker room. And I think I got my answer like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. (sighs) If your coaching staff doesn't believe in you, why should you believe in yourself? Um, And I think this is going to be where I say that everyone needs to watch Ted Lasso, which I know I say every week, but it's true. And uh, maybe we can get Ted Lasso to come coach our offense. I'd settle for some Eric Taylor right now. Yeah. Have you watched Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Parts of it. Eric Taylor would tell his kicker to go out there and take the freaking shot and tell him that he believes in it the whole time. Um, And then, so, like, when we are saying to John Mayers, we don't believe that you can make this kick. And then we send him out there at, like, 4th and 14 at the Texas 25 later in the game, which is just five yards closer. Like, you've already told him you have no confidence in him. So I don't know. I don't know what Mayers is going through this year. I think that every kicker, like 90% of what they do, maybe even 99% is up inside their head. And Mayers has made two field goals on five attempts for the year. 
And so if you're not he's, like he's got the yips. Yeah, and if you're not constantly letting your guy try, yeah. He's never going to make the big shots that you need. Like this the kind of things that he was making last year against TCU and stuff like it's not going to happen at any point later this year if we are projecting a lack of confidence onto him. So that's worrisome for me. And I think part of it is goes back to what I was saying last week that, you know, a lot of people can have a good football mind or a good science mind or a good legal mind. But if you can't inspire other people to greatness, how good are you really? And it sort of makes me think of, Chet Stedman in Rookie of the Year because he is able to come to Henry Rowan Gardner after his arm is back to sucking and not having the super tight ligaments. And he said, he he says he can't hit your fastball. Like it's not that you don't have the ability. It's that you need to believe in yourself. You'll be fine. Um, And that was super important in the plot of that movie, which is a classic. So, you know. I okay. So last week it was the Parent Trap. This week it is Rookie of the Year. So good. Tune in next week to see what '90s era <laughs> fantastic cinematic masterpiece we discuss. This might be where we do the crossover episode with Dex and Jake and the One Take Pod. Anyway, we digress. Um. So in our notes, I just have Fedora. <laughs> Because I don't know if you're on Twitter. You are on Twitter. Otherwise, you wouldn't know about us. There are some some spicy hot takes about this Fedora offense in the Twitterverse. And I think that there are... There's one group that is very, like, the whole problem is Charlie Brewer's inability to throw beyond... 10 yards and then there's another group that just says like fedora is stubborn and not tweaking his offense to fit his players and not being inventive enough maybe both yeah maybe it's both yeah but but this is where we come into the definitive ranking rankings of coaches who wear visors because this has been my issue with fedora since the beginning of time you are named after one head head headdress head headwear thing headwear and you're wearing a fedora. No, no. you're wearing a visor. You're not I wish you a well, like, I don't you really should... really sh- I don't wish you were wearing a fedora. I don't a fedora I might be like, super I mean if you're Bear Bryant, you can wear a fedora. I don't if know that not he's Bear, Bear Bryant. If you're not Bear Bryant, don't wear a fedora. But maybe Unless just wear a you're cap. Cam Newton. If you're Cam Newton, you can wear a fedora. He's not Cam Newton either. No. So we were talking about this several weeks ago. Yeah. And you, you are the one who stumbled upon the definitive rankings of coaches who wear visors. Yes. An article that is paywalled, even though it's over three years old, which is annoying. But we're a little bit bitter. We're a little bitter, but I can see the preview of it. And I totally agree with it. And it just makes me laugh because I feel like all of these coaches just have a certain energy about them. So like, do is it the, the visor that makes the man or the man has a certain 
bend to him that forces him to choose the visor. So anyway. There is definitely a certain kind of man who wears a visor. Yeah. And they all fit the stereotype. So go ahead. Go ahead. Share with the group. These gentlemen are Lincoln Riley, Mike Sanford, (sighs) who at the time was at Western Kentucky. I don't know if he's still there or if he, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Chad Morris, Mm -hmm. Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart, Troy Uh Calhoun, Kevin Sumlin, Dana Uh Holgerson. And Uh Larry Fedora is not mentioned on the preview of this article that I can see, but he needs to be. Like, I think it's because he wasn't a head coach. Was he not in 2017? Oh, I don't know. It, it is also the preview cuts off, so it's totally possible that he's doesn't further. Gundy doesn't Gundy wear a visor? Probably an OAN one. Mike Gundy. I feel like Mike Gundy also wears a visor. And if I am... Yeah, he sure does. He sure does. There are a crap ton of pictures of him in a visor. Fedora was at North Carolina and a head coach when uh, oh, gosh. when this article was published. So... <sighs> I don't just... know. Does that make it worse that he's not even... Like, come on. His last name is Fedora. How is he not going to be... Or is it just because he was not good enough of a head coach to make the the list? They make those visors that have the fake hair coming out the top. Hmm. The the Wikipedia article for Herbert Lawrence Fedora. I mean, I I don't want to crap on anybody's hair, but it looks a little bit like that. It's just, I mean, he's a handsome guy, I feel. You could wear a big hat. You could pull off a hat, my guy. In terms of fitness. Right. Ditch the visor, buddy. So I'm just saying, like, maybe shift the mojo. Maybe start wearing a hat and let's see what happens. You need to realign your chakras because the visor is throwing them off. Because otherwise, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Larry Fedora experiment right now, but so parents of players were tweeting yesterday. They were. Expressing. Displeasure. Displeasure, disappointment, um, a desire to no longer be at Baylor. And it was, for the most part offensive players parents yeah and so i am i'm worried more so after tonight because my thought was i think that i would not do that if my kid were playing but then i had the thought if my kid were playing and just didn't care anymore i would no longer feel tethered by them and I would feel more free to tweet things like this and so then I just kind of went down the um the death spiral of oh my gosh I fear that we have lost the locker room and and everything is falling apart yeah I mean talk me out of that no I don't think you can I don't think one I don't think I can talk you out of that too my children are in the hallway saying nana nana boo boo to each other quite loudly um so that was a whole fun distraction. Um, is Landry wearing his Longhorn gear, Etta? He is not. 
Okay, wait. I got to finish this thought and then I will tell y'all about the Longhorn gear. Um, I, yeah, I have the concern that half of our locker room could be lost and adrift and it's important to have the respect both of your players, your senior players, your leadership, especially um, when you have multiple single digit players on one side of the ball choosing to potentially opt out for the whole season, which it sounds like it's not a done deal yet, but, um, you know, they're considering that. And you know what? I, I get that. That is my, my first thought actually this morning before we even heard all of this was I can't imagine what it has been like to have an entire 2020 with as much turmoil as these players have had from January on, not just since the pandemic started, but new coaching staff, everything that that entails, and then the pandemic thrown on top of that. And, you know, is there going to be a season? There aren't classes in person. We're doing things from home. All of our workouts are virtual, um, trying to keep up and, and build new relationships with a new coaching staff when you're not in person. Um, right. How does that work? And, you know, I know what my life has been like and how hard the uncertainty in my life has been. And that's nothing compared to what these guys have been going through. Um, so I, I totally get it. I totally get saying, you know what, I can't, I can't handle this. And I think mental health is far more important than any game um you know doing what you need to for your family is more important than any game and so then when all of this started happening you stay I like I it makes me sad but I also totally get it mm-hmm. so if I were a parent would I tweet about it no I would not I think that's tacky tacky I did subtweet y'all yesterday like that, I just think that's tacky. There's other ways to handle that than tweeting about it. But you do you, boo. Right. Um, yeah, I think that there is a lot of consternation among the diehard Baylor fan base because Lovett and Ebner are single-digit guys. And I think that there is... In normal times, in a normal year, I think that there would be fair criticism upon two guys who are supposedly, who are, who are leaders among the team who have been voted as leaders and as like, you know, the ideals of the team, the people who are possessing the ideals of the team by their teammates, um, the decision to opt out. But I think that... Nothing about this year is normal. And for a couple of guys who have been in this, in this regime, on this team, this just, this is not going as they anticipated this year would go. From the very beginning, when they lost the coach who recruited them to COVID, to uh, a season like being interrupted by COVID, You know, it isn't just like that they have been dealing with life in a pandemic. It has been 
Okay, we're playing a game. Okay, we're not playing a game. Okay, we're playing a game and then, oh, we all test positive for COVID and we take three weeks off in the middle of the season. And, oh, hey, also we are playing the position on the field that is extremely dangerous and extremely prone to career-ending injury. And also we see that maybe our team isn't going to be what we thought it might be in this, our fourth season with the team. So it is easy to dismiss them as poor leaders or not reflective of the ideals of Baylor football. But I think that um, a little bit of closer reflection and a closer like examination of what they are dealing with and the fact that they are still... Like, at the end of the day, every college football player is a one-man show. Like, at the end of the day, you want to win team championships, you want to play for your teammates, but your teammates aren't going to pay your bills in the future. Your teammates aren't going to, you know, aren't going to get you to the next level. Yeah. It's you. (sighs) So it's very disappointing. But I don't fault them. No. At all. And I certainly am not going to, like, cast aspersions on their characters for letting their teammates down. Because I would hazard a guess that their teammates probably understand better than any of us what they are dealing with. Well, and I mean, I think it would be one thing if they found out in January, new coaching staff coming in, and they decided to you know, run and cut bait then. They didn't do that. The, they have stuck it out. They have worked. Is that, that's not the right phrase. What is Fisher? I, whatever. Y'all know what I mean. Um, but, uh, you know, they have stuck it out. They have worked all summer. They have, you know, this year has not been easy for anyone by any stretch of the imagination. And, I don't I don't fault them for anything so and I I know also that at the time of us recording this things are still kind of up in the air and it's you know are they opting out to prepare for the draft are they uh like open to coming back or will they enter the transfer portal or are they really opting out of the season or are they just you know nobody really knows anything but I just want to say like definitively on the record John Lovett freaking flew across the country to come to a school to which he has no, like, geographic or familial ties for a coaching staff who is no longer here. Yeah. And he's been voted a single-digit guy for every single year that he has been a part of Baylor football. So if we're going to question his character or his integrity or his, like, team-first attitude, shame on all of us. Yeah. Because... Y'all can find a different podcast if you want to do that. Find a different podcast. Um, so if if we did not, if we were not recording with all of this in our background tonight, were there some glimmers of good stuff yesterday from the Texas game? Do you feel kind of mired in confusion and hopelessness about the state of our program what were your thoughts I feel like I was encouraged by our defensive play 
they were they were great really impressive um which was not you know not something i'm necessarily surprised by but it was good to see um i think that my nine-year-old might have a stronger arm than our current quarterback um can he pass as an 18 year old could could we put him probably not i used the new lidar feature on my phone uh and he is 411 which i feel like is pretty tall for a nine-year-old i don't really know because i don't know any other nine-year-olds um Eddie's going to be outside scoping, scoping the play, playground when she comes for pickup, I mean, measuring the kids really know, with her phone like a real creep. I mean, I'm I'm like already telling my kids that they're only allowed to be long snappers or kickers. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I think that it would be natural to watch the fourth quarter yesterday and walk away with some hope. And that is certainly how I felt in the middle of the game. But then I started thinking about it. And again, Charlie Brewer is not completing a pass beyond like 10 yards. And it was very much so the sense that UT was preventing big plays and allowing us to kind of dink and dunk our way down the field. And we are extremely one dimensional on the offensive side of the ball. And I kind of hate everything. Yeah. Because there are so many weapons. Like RJ Sneed is a freaking boss. Tristan Ebner, freaking threat. Anytime he steps on the field, John Lovett has been that guy who is like, Glasgow Martin, like, you can just count on him to get yards uphill, straight line, and we can do nothing. Well, and I feel like it's it's not an instance where, like, the cupboard is bare. We have some freaking good weapons in the arsenal that should be utilized. The cupboard was much more bare, objectively speaking, on the defensive side of the ball going into this season because we lost so many starters. And it, like, it boggles my mind that Baylor University's football team right now, like, our identity is defense. My mind can't handle a defensively focused Big 12 team. I just, what? What is that? Right. Um, and also that Alabama has like a lights out offense right now. Like what universe is this? Oh, it's 2020. It's 2020. Everything is made up, made up and meaningless. <laughs> this is the upside down. So. Uh, so anyway, I think that the score made the game look closer than it really was. Oh, absolutely. And I would say that the other It should have been a blowout, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So shout out to defense, because y'all are the ones that stopped that. Right. And I think that the other glaring thing for me was when we had the ball and we were driving in the fourth quarter, and it was like three and four minutes left, and we had no sense of urgency and like no getting to the line and executing a play like it was yeah. oh, okay like, hey hustle that's my thing like it just i get procrastination i am a huge procrastinator i need that little bit of like 
stress to perform mm-hmm. well. It's terrible. I'm trying to be better about this. I've been trying to be better about it for like six years now. This is literally while I wrote but like briefs like the night before they were due. Yeah. Yeah. Um but when you get to the end and you still You're down eleven. Hustling, you're down eleven. Yep. That's you're definitely that's not sending procrastinating. That's giving up. That's telling your players, we aren't actually going to win this. We are just going to look like we're trying. And we are going to make it look closer than it really, really was. Yeah. I, like, it is not my MO to talk crap about coaching decisions. No. And it is not not my MO to... I am not an X's and O's football fan. Like... Shout out to people like Travis Reeder and uh, S11 and all those people. That's not me. Right. Like, not me I understand either. various things about football, but I am not going to be like, oh, did you see that? I don't, I don't, like, I can't even pretend because that's not how my brain works. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I I think the greatest indictment is when you and I, casual football fans, walk away from a game frustrated with the game plan. Yeah. Because I am typically like, hey, defense did a pretty good job. JT Woods, stud. Terrell Bernard, stud. Mark Milton, when you chased that guy down and prevented them from getting the first down, like that was freaking awesome. That's where you see those dividends of the Be Fast campaign with the 2018 recruiting class like paying off because Mark yes. Milton was a track star. JT Woods was a track star. Absolutely. These guys are very good. And that's about the extent of my football knowledge. I walk away from it and I'm like, defense was great. Offense sucked. And I... So my other frustration is... Okay. If this is year zero, if this is rebuilding year, if we aren't going to contend for a Big 12 championship or a national title or anything like that, and we know Charlie Brewer's limitations, why aren't we letting other quarterbacks get game experience? This is a extremely good question. Especially since some of these quarterbacks have been on campus since I was on campus. I used to walk up the stairs in Mars McLean behind Gary Bohannon for classes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he has a very nice sneaker collection, by the way. But um, he has a cute little face, too. And does. so does Zeno. Yeah. Cute little precious. And so, do- so does Charlie Burr, to yes. be fair. Charlie Brewer has led some incredible comebacks. I think that he definitely has that Tebow time aspect to him. He does. To where, like, somehow in the fourth quarter he turns it on. But also, I don't know, like, yesterday, was that a product of Charlie Brewer just being can't miss in the fourth quarter? Or UT playing not to lose the game and just preventing the big play and like not having to defend the big play really because they know that he can't. I feel like it's like I don't know the Tebow time aspect of 
improved play with extreme pressure, but without mm-hmm. the Tim Tebow arm strength. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that? And that's saying I a lot. I really love Baylor. <laughs> I appreciate everything that Charlie Brewer has done for yes, our team. Absolutely. <sighs> if I were you Charlie got no Brewer's when to mom, hold him, no when to fold him. If I you were know? Charlie Brewer's mom and I knew as much about CTE as I do, would I be okay with my kids still playing? No. No, No, I would not. Brains are very fragile, and once they're damaged, they're damaged forever. But I also, I mean, I don't know how you, and this is why I'm just not going to ever get into this game, I don't know how you tell your son, hang it up, boy. And also, uh... I don't know. I'm totally the type of person who would be like, you need to quit. You need to be I done. I know, but like, but he's an adult at this point. That's you true. You can't do it. But there comes a point where it's like, you know what? I'm sorry, Charlie. You're not going to have a professional career. You can love the game. But you have so many years ahead of you and your brain mm-hmm. is going to be a very important component of that. Maybe it's time to read a Kenny Stabler bio well but also like that is something that the coach should be saying to him you know yeah and and we obviously don't know what is being said to him so yeah so so in preparing for tonight's podcast in like the hour between the news of Ebner Levitt breaking and us actually getting on here I was reminded, because I have just finished a reread of the entire Harry Potter series, but I was re- reminded of when um, Dumbledore is trying to figure out the Horcrux situation for Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Voldemort. And he and Harry are, like, on a quest to figure out how you actually can kill Voldemort. And he says, from this point forth, we shall be leaving the firm foundation of fact and journeying together through the murky marshes of memory into thickets of wild guesswork. We're not dealing with memory here, but everything that we're doing is kind of speculatory and it's kind of guessing, but like something that I have thought about, like Charlie clearly has the faith of the locker room behind him. I think that he is a leader. I think that his teammates recognize his ability to perform under pressure. And there is also a part of me that wonders like, okay, so does the offensive staff, like, are they hesitant to make a move because they think it might upset the rest of the team? I feel like at some point... There comes a time when somebody needs to say to Charlie, so Charlie, if you're listening, maybe it's me. Um, Sometimes being a good leader means inspiring someone else that it's their time to lead and knowing that your time is over and being okay with that. Be Roy Kent. And all of you need to watch Ted Lasso so that you can understand that reference. (laughs) Yeah, no, that one just flew up right over my head. Damn it, Amy. You need to watch this show. Well, I just figured out, or I learned earlier today, that Todd watched the new Borat movie without me 
Are last you upset night. about this? I am upset. I love Borat. We watched the first one together, our first year out of Baylor. We laughed a lot. It is 100% our humor. But now I'm very offended that he watched it without me. So I have no compunction about, like, watching I, Ted Lasso without him. I heard that it is actually incredibly heartwarming. And Well, Todd thought it was less funny than the original one. So that would, like, jibe I, with I what heard it was he less has said funny, about but it. That- Overall, the take-home message was actually really sweet and heartwarming. And okay, I, I feel like the the equivalent of being told this would be like if somebody came on and was like, "Yeah, Team America World Police Force was actually they actually had a really good moral story that they were driving home." Like that is a equivalent situation because I in my head. The original Borat and Team America World Police Force are sort of linked. I don't know why. They came out around the same time, I think. I've never seen Team America. Don't. But the original Borat was <laughs> hilarious to 23-year-old Amy. 22, we, I guess. It was um, quoted a lot it. in our house, but I have never seen it. And I don't think I would find it funny. John doesn't call you wizard sleeve. Do you even know what that means? No, but... Do you um, even get that reference? No, I don't, actually. The word, the phrase Jew claw is used probably way too often. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We I told you that it was, it was my... (laughs) <laughs> it was my Jewish students at Hillcrest High School who were like, you've got to go see Borat. It's hilarious. And it is. My wife. <laughs> I can't. It's just, yeah, no. Oh, God. I love it so much. So anyway, I'm probably going to watch Ted Lasso this week while Do my it. kids are in school and Todd is at work because I don't care anymore because he did this without me. And I'm I thought that I was being you a that very you will good binge wife. it. Yeah, I'm ready. I just, I, I've got to block off my Peloton time and my Ted Lasso time in my day. Back to back. It's, it should be doable. Okay. I can do this. Um, but anyway, Charlie Brewer, huh? <laughs> I love you, Charlie. But we want you to still have a I, brain. I do love you, Charlie. I do want you to still have a brain. And also, I'm very much so like, if the year is meaningless and nothing matters... Maybe, 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 Charlie, you save it all for the fourth quarter and we let another quarterback take the first three quarters. Try to do things for the first three. Yes. Yeah. That would be really collaborative um, quarterbacking. And I've always heard that if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. uh, You save the clutch performance for the final lap. Let's let Charlie Come on, Baylor. Run anchor. Whatever you're playing, whatever you're paying Larry Fedora at this point, maybe Clyde Hart way cheaper. would be a better offensive coach. No, sorry. I like that. I like I that Baylor track. Four hundred U callback right there. Yeah, um, I, I grew up the daughter, the daughter of a track coach, so so she knows. I know. Do you remember watching Michael Johnson win gold in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. My my earliest sports hero was Florence Griffith Griffith Joyner. Is she the one who had the nails? 
I think so, yes. Flojo had the nails, but then there was also Jackie Joyner Kersey. Oh, yeah. And she was super cool, too. I feel like my earliest, like, sports memory is the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. I remember the 88 Seoul track and field. How? You were, like, three. (laughs) I'm one I'm insane and two my dad was getting up at like three in the morning and recording things because that was back in like the old days when you had to record Mm -hmm. it on VHS and then we would watch it later in the day together so and then I I remember the Barcelona games too Um, I remember Shannon Miller being really good I was more into the gymnastics at that point yeah yeah and I remember um, little Amanda Beard, the breaststroker in the yeah. 96 Olympics also. And Gary Hall Jr. Because he was kind of like the bad boy of swimming. Oh, who was it? Amy somebody. She had, I always liked her because she had like, she was a swimmer. She had like little pearl studs that she swam in. And I, I always thought that was cool. That's me. I, I have, I have pool pearls. So yeah. <sighs> well, Amy Van Dyken. Yes. Kind of a weird face. God, I'm a terrible woman. Um, Anyway, back to football. LSU won a game this weekend. They sure did. Oh, actually, Amy Van Dyken's very cute now. She is, yeah. I fully expected LSU to lose this weekend, so I was pleasantly surprised that they won. They got their groove back. They did. We're going to have to call them Stella now. By a lot. By like mm-hmm. 30 yeah, points they won or something? Handily. Um, and Coach O was confident about it in his pregame press conference earlier in the week. Maybe so. he purged his malcontents. I, maybe he just gave them a bunch of crawfish. Maybe he saw the like giant cloned crawfish from New Zealand. I will work for whatever. Um... Who else? Who else had a good week? Cincinnati pretty handily destroyed SMU. That's upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, who else? Well, Indiana. Oh. Indiana home field Indiana. magic. Yeah, home field magic. They won. I they feel like maybe no, home field. Penn State. Penn State. Right. And I think maybe home field, the problem is that you haven't come out with a new Baylor shirt since like mm. January. Maybe we need No, they had a new, a one new in March. Baylor item. Okay, but it was Baylor basketball. Oh, I right. need like a Baylor non sport specific shirt. Maybe a Kelly Green hoodie with a neon bear, neon sailor bear. Maybe you should do that home field. I would buy the heck out of that. Also, Amy and I are once again both wearing home field shirts while we record sure this podcast. I am wearing Only my original. Only one of them is a Baylor shirt, but still. I, this is the first Baylor home field shirt I ever had. It's the three-fourth sleeve, like, baseball shirt. Love I it a lot. I ordered the Delaware version of that for my dad. Oh, very cute. Yeah. I might get one of the Delaware shirts, despite, I mean, it's just like Hawaii, no connection to the school. Slippery Rock, no connection. I went to Delaware. I can be your connection. There. There's my connection. Yep. Maybe it can also be like a 
a secret, super silent endorsement for Joe Biden. Oh, I mean, that was sort of my, yeah. This is not a political podcast. What? I'm sure you're all shocked by my political choice right now. Amy definitely never tweets about politics. No, never, 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 never. Anyway, so are we going to talk about you putting your child in Longhorns gear the Friday before a Baylor game when we played Texas? Are we going to talk about that, Etta? We apparently are going to talk about that because that will lead into our next point of angry Baylor fans. So um, I put my child in Texas Longhorn gear this week, or rather, I allowed my child to wear Texas Longhorn gear. My second born is potentially the most contrary person on the planet. Potentially, like... If you tell him to jump, he will lay on the ground. He's one of those people. It has to be his idea. And if it's his idea, he will go for it gung-ho and like complete anything. But somehow at some point, he got it in his head that because he was born in the state of Texas, he must be a fan of the University of Texas. And I have been trying to like subtly root this sin out in his life through gentle love and it is not working and he is doubling down on it. I think it's time. And my husband's family. You got to send him to a re-education camp. I know. My husband's family has some graduates of the University of Texas in the family and they are lovely people who are non-obnoxious. So this week, Homefield released their University of Delaware gear. My older son was born in Delaware, so I had told him that I would get him some Homefield Delaware gear. And my younger son asked if he could please have some Texas gear as a corollary. And he's been working really hard in school, and this year has really sucked. So I relented and bought him a UT shirt. It has a longhorn on it. And he was so happy. But you let him wear it on the Friday before the Baylor in Texas. I know, game. you know, that was a really bad timing on my part. But I kind of decided that my relationship with my son was more important than who he cheers for. We did come to an agreement that he is not allowed to cheer against Baylor. He can't cheer against Baylor. But And I don't have to cheer for Texas. At least someone in your house was happy yesterday, I guess. He unfortunately was. But he was also sad. You know who else? He also likes Baylor. So he was also sad that Baylor lost. So Graham does this with Todd and his Tottenham fandom. Like Mm -hmm. when Todd makes us watch a Tottenham game, Graham actively roots for whoever Tottenham is playing. Um, and I think it's just like a, a power play or something. But um, you know who else is happy with the uh, with the Texas win? She just licked. Oh, uh, <laughs> she's licking her bottle of wine. It's very drippy, and so I don't want it to stain my desk. Anyway, did we save Tom Herman's job? I think so. Hey, Red McCombs, if you want to send a check our way, 
You can. So he, I mean, so this was, okay. So this was a prevailing sentiment. So first of all, send a check our way. Hell yeah, Yeah. we need sponsors. Anyway. If if we're now sponsored by Red McCombs (laughs) Auto Group. I don't talk shit via text message. But yesterday when we were down like 27 to 3 or whatever we were down by, I sent a message to JB and Annabelle and I was like, we suck. And JB, who has had to have a damn it doll in the past that he can beat up while he's a damn it doll. Is that like the foam brick that you can throw at the TV? So it's like a longhorn doll that he can like hit and punch and like slam against a wall and whatever why can't you just be like very violent and drink some alcohol well anyway so i messaged them and jb is like i'm not watching the game i've checked out for my emotional health i care way more about tottenham so like he and todd are tottenham bros and i was like well couldn't be me we're looking really good. Like, we're we're making y'all look really good today. So you're going to look forward to the rewatch, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, good. So we get another year or two of Tom Herman mediocrity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? There is my silver lining in today. The fact that we have saved Tom Herman's job. He took care of business like he was supposed to against a team that has been ravaged by COVID-19. And he gets to feel good about himself. Yay, Tom. Good job. You beat a team that practiced four times in the last three weeks. What you want, a cookie? Pin a rose on your nose. I just heard someone scream, Mom! Or something in the background. I don't know if it was Mom or no. Either one works. I'm not on parenting details, so I don't care. Yeah, it's someone else's problem. Let's see here. So we saved Tom Herman's job. Next week we play... TCU? Purple Baylor? I feel like they are as unhappy with their offense as we are with ours. So it's going to be like a race to the bottom tomorrow, next week. It can't be the total bottom, though, because we've already beaten Kansas. That's true. Um, Les was looking but real we also sad. did that with we also did that with Ebner on our team and... Look, remember when he scored like every touchdown? <laughs> and now we have graphics for it. I okay. So when we said that this year is meaningless and nothing matters anymore, Treston and John, we didn't intend for you to listen and take that to heart. Yeah, that doesn't mean quit. It means keep going, but you get an asterisk, so it doesn't matter. I know, but if they got injured, I'd feel awful. Then too. I would feel real bad. Y'all, you do you, guys. If you want to come on Sour Grapes. Yeah. Talk about it with us. If you're old Trust enough, Trustin, I think wine. maybe you're old enough. Maybe you're old enough now and we can relive those Scrubby Murbies, Scrubby Murphys <laughs> memories together. Trustin. You know who I'd like to have on here? His sister, Tiana. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tag her. Tag her when we release this yes. stuff. Because she's fun. Tiana. Tiana, make way. No, that's Moana. (laughs) I'm so glad that both of our brains went to the same place. (laughs) Anyway, what else do we want to talk about tonight, my friend? 
Do we want to talk about angry Baylor fans or no? Um, the bring back CAB crowd can just please sit down in the corner and shut up right now. Y'all can have several seats because I will go, go on an entire rant on you about why that's not acceptable and why it was never acceptable and why selling shirts back in the day was unacceptable and why Stay your away. continued support tells people that sexual assault isn't important and doesn't matter and that they're not valuable as people but um it has been very hard to watch ian mccaw rise from the ashes like the damn phoenix though you know what though what are they ranked this week what are they ranked this week well one idiot has them ranked 14th do i have feelings strong feelings about this no of course not yes someone why can't I zoom i've got in a few this? my my feelings are that liberty university should just be shut down in its entirety but mm-hmm. i feel i might be uh verging into the political realm when i go there so you cannot pay me to send my child there but that is a whole i'm trying to find the person who has them ranked 14th so I can publicly shame them. It is Tom Green. Like this is not the Green Tom show. This is the Tom Green show. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! Twitter handle that just Tom took me underscore back. Verde. <laughs> Remember when he was married to Drew Barrymore? Very briefly. Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. My bum is on the Swedish. My bum is on the chair. My bum is on the chair. Oh my gosh, um, my bum is everywhere. Is that how it went? I believe Something like so. that. Anyway, title. For I didn't even know I still knew is that. My bum is on the Swedish. <laughs> anyway, um, holy cow! This just went where no man anticipated today. Conversely, not crapping on um, Liberty. Our buddy John Wilner, who we love so much, has AM ranked fourth. Fourth. Did they play yesterday? Ooh, I don't think so. A couple so people have just still riding State high. Ranked fourth. I Two think that people. Oklahoma State is good. I think I mean, Oklahoma I think State good. is good. OU just, had. OU is on a two-game winning streak, which is very significant yeah. for them yeah. and their visor-wearing head also, coach, I guess. In another instance of this year is the upside down. North Carolina absolutely dismantled North Carolina State. Like, outscored them by more than 20. Texas A&M was off yesterday. Did Pac-12 come back yet or no? I don't think so. Okay. So the fact that Southern Cal is ranked still can annoy me, right? Yay. But they are ranked below Coastal Carolina and the Chanticleers. Well, which you is know, like who you would don't have mess ever with the Chanticleers. Predicted that. I would have because 2020 is true. I saw some tweet this week that where they were trying to educate people on how to say Chanticleers. Or actually, I think it's Chanticleers. 
Chanticleers. It's Chanticleers because the the funny tweet I saw was this, but shots, 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 um, like shots, 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 shot, 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 shot. Everybody, yeah. You know what? Do they have a home field shirt yet? Because I would buy that probably. Oh, I would buy. Well, part of me wouldn't, and part of me would. They still beat LSU in the Super Just depends on depends on which part of you has had more wine that day. <laughs> then we'll make a decision. That's true. You know what though? I have my debit card number memorized, so it's all good. Oh, I've just yeah. No. Um so anyway, next week we're playing TCU on Halloween yeah. in Waco, two thirty PM. Things are I gonna wish- get spooky. I wish it were a night game. Mm. I feel like if you're going to have a revivalry between two religiously founded schools on Halloween, it needs to be a night game. That's fair. And ordinarily, I would be like, no, I need to take my kids trick-or-treating, but I don't even know what the hell we're doing this year. So We're literally, there's like six houses in our cul-de-sac, and that is all we are doing. I don't I don't even know if like anyone is doing it. So it might just be me eating tater tots and uh our, peanut butter snickers. Our next door neighbors, Mr. Jerry and Miss Susan, make little goodie bags for the boys. There's like no so kids cute. in our neighborhood. It's all a lot of our neighborhood is the original same. homeowners from the seventies. Yep. 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 Same. Which is great, but also there's no kids to play with. So we have one house that like because our like our neighborhood is very hilly there are like three streets and it's all hills and so there's one house where you have to like walk up a hundred steps to get to the front door and they are the best they invite you in they have drinks for parents they have like goodie bags they have full-size candy bars and cookies and all like they reward you for climbing up the steps but I just, I don't know what this year is going to look like. Both my kids are being the Grim Reaper because they're both really into the River sticks right now. I thought you were going to say just like really into death and I, I was going to have to have an intervention. No, they have a, a lot of bit. like death questions. My husband's grandmother uh-huh. passed away a couple months ago so they and then our dog died and they just have a lot of oh, death yeah. questions. But... They're also really into Greek mythology right now. Uh-huh. So they're both the Grim Reaper, but they kind of want to have a boat to cross the river Styx. Well, you just put one in the pool and oh, no, let it's them... way too cold. I made them get their feet in today so that I could say we had used the pool for seven months. <sighs> and tomorrow our overnight low is in the upper 40s, so... Ours, we're very cold here right now. I love it a lot, but it went from 90 to cold. I kind of yeah. like, I'm I'm not ever good with that. Um, Graham is being Thor this year because he has the hair for it. Oh, Thor. I thought you said sore and I was like, okay, what's he talking about? <laughs> no, no, he's just being Thor. Oh, that's perfect. The hair is so good. I love it. It's so perfect. Yeah. Have we ever watched I, I a Thor I movie? Might, no. I might dress up um, as, oh my God, I can't, I'm totally blanking on her name. The main character from The Book Thief. 
because the book is narrated by the angel of death. Yep. Never read it. Had it. Didn't read it. Yep. In my top five books. It might be my favorite book. And there we go. We got some book talk into this week's episode. Yay. Go us. Um, Yeah. It's in my top five. It's narrated by death. And it's like one of the most beautiful books ever. I've heard it's really, really good. I need to revisit that once the antidepressants have kicked in. I read Evie Drake's Starts Over this week, or I listened to it, and I Mm -hmm. loved it. It was delightful. Anyway, um, so I am Amy Graham Padgett, at Amy Graham Padgett on Twitter. And I am She is at Bayloretta. And we are at Sour Grapes Pod. (laughs) And uh, leave us a review. Subscribe. We hope that we have helped you process some of your emotions because we literally were just like, all right, we're going to record and just... We're going to do it live. My bum is on the chair. Okay. <laughs> Adios, Sikkim Bears, beat TCU maybe, or just like let the whole season collapse. It's fine. At least Whatever. embarrass them a little bit. Right. Yeah. Bye, y'all.